And when the last day comes, such as are found alive shall not die, but be changed. The ground and sea will yield their dead, for God will raise them in the bodies in which all their days on earth they sojourned, and no other, though of different qualities. Each soul will go to its own body as it was before, to be united with it evermore. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is Volume 20, Number 4, Systematic Theology. Our final installment on the Westminster Confession of Faith takes up chapters 32 and 33 of that great work and what the Westminster Divines understood regarding the second coming of our Lord and the final judgment. This brings our survey of systematic theology to a fitting conclusion, pointing us to the return of our Lord and leading us to call on Him to come quickly. Here is part 18 of the Westminster Confession of Faith. What can we know about the final state of everything? Will it be soon or late? What shall become of us? Where will we spend eternity when our lives reach their end? What will it be like then? Will all mankind their greatest happiness and bounty find, or only those who know the glory of the Savior's choosing and redeeming love? And is there judgment to endure, to fear? And can we know when all of this is near? When people die, their bodies turn to dust and see corruption, as is right and just. But souls which are immortal neither die nor sleep, but pass from here to God on high who gave them. Then the righteous souls will be in holiness, perfected, and will see the face of God as he receives them in the highest heaven. There they will begin to wait for the redemption also of their bodies, clothed in glorious light and love. The souls of wicked people, everyone who scorned the grace of God's eternal Son, will be cast into hell, where they remain in torments, darkness, and eternal pain until the coming judgment. And beside these places, for whose souls those bodies have died, No other place is mentioned in the word of God, or is acknowledged by the Lord. And when the last day comes, such as are found alive shall not die, but be changed. The ground and sea will yield their dead, for God will raise them in the bodies in which all their days on earth they sojourned, and no other, though of different qualities. Each soul will go to its own body as it was before, to be united with it, evermore. Those who live wickedly shall in that hour be to dishonor raised by Jesus' power. Those who live righteously in Jesus shall be raised to honor by the Spirit. All who call on him and cling to saving grace shall be like him and dwell before his face. For God has set a coming day when he will judge the world in Jesus righteously, To him all power and judgment have been given by God the Father from his throne in heaven. In that day fallen angels will appear before the Lord, and will their judgment hear. Likewise, all persons who have lived on earth will stand before his majesty and worth to give account of all their words and deeds, their thoughts and their desires, and all the seeds which they have sown in life, whether for good or ill. Each will receive just what they should. The purpose of this coming judgment day is nothing but God's glory. Either way, to show his mercy by receiving all who look to him and on his mercy call, or to extol his justice against those who wickedness and disobedience chose, God will be glorified. All will proclaim the honor of his holy, righteous name. And then the righteous will to life eternal go, but the unbelieving will infernal and everlasting torment be assigned away from God eternally, confined in miseries unceasing, judgment sore, as they have ever chosen 
evermore. And then the earth and heavens all will be dissolved in fire, completely, suddenly, as when they were created. And the Lord will speak his mighty and creating words, so that a new creation, sinless, pure, abounding in the blessings of God's sure and holy word, will be brought forth. There all the righteous ones who on him call will live with him forever in increasing delight, rejoicing, worship without ceasing, and that beauty, goodness, truth, and love that God himself is on his throne above. Their tears will be no more. Sin will no longer appear. God's righteous one will flourish stronger with every passing day. And all will bring their daily offerings to God and sing his praises without end. And Jesus will the width and breadth of that creation fill. That all of this will come to pass, the Lord would have us be persuaded by his word, that we might lay aside all sin and give ourselves for holiness and love to live, and that we might be comforted in our afflictions by the working of his power and keep our focus set on things above and yet to come, the fullness of his love. So also he would keep that coming day unknown to men, so that they will obey him daily, shaking off all carnal lust and false security to place our trust in him alone, and always watchful be. Because we cannot know the hour when he will come again, we labor to prepare, and looking daily to him, make our prayer to be, Lord Jesus, come, come quickly. May we thus be found in him unto that day. The wonder of your grace, O Lord, and of your mighty power, your mercy, and your love. We rest in you and in your promise to return to gather us and make us new. We long for your appearing and to hear you say, Well done, as each of us comes near. And then the greatest miracle of grace, to see you as you are, yes, face to face, and be made like you. Then forevermore to dwell with you, to serve you and adore you, filled with joy beyond all measure. This our greatest treasure is our greatest bliss. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. Next, in Volume 20 of the Inverse Theology Project, we continue our essay on calling, looking more specifically at what might be involved in a calling to write poetry unto the Lord. Until then, for the Fellowship of Ilba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.